Hi, and welcome to the Daring to Leap podcast. I'm your host, Lori Phillip. I'm so excited to dive into this week's episode with you. This week, we're speaking with Nadia Carta, Google executive. Nadia has successfully broken the traditional executive mold by bringing her true self, vibrant style and personality to her work. In our conversation, we discuss her bold career moves and the pivotal moment that made her realize she was exhausted from trying to be someone else and how you can break free from societal norms and find the courage to be authentic. Let's dive in. Nadia is a Google executive and the creator of Spark Your Zeal, a lifestyle platform and movement to radically evolve our attitudes, invigorate our spirits, and to inspire and show people how to bring the fire back into their life and work. Welcome to the podcast, Nadia. Hi, Lori. Thanks for having me. And hi, everybody listening today. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. Yes, I'm so excited about our conversation today, Nadia. There's so much there that you've done and you've experienced. And I think where I really want to start is this podcast is called Daring to Leap. And we're really talking to inspiring women on big changes they've made. Can you take us back to a moment in your life where you felt like you had a, to make a big change? Yeah. Well, first, let me say that I adore the name of your podcast, of your show, especially the concept of daring. Life can bring or cannot bring amazing things to us. It certainly brings a lot of obstacles and a lot of challenges. And often, taking opportunities is about having that courage and being a little crazy, I like to say, <laughs> when we take a chance on us and on our opportunities. And so in my life, I, I like to think that I've had several episodes where I had to dare to take an opportunity and do that leap forward, right, in mm -hmm. order to change my life and change my existence. And the, let's say the, the, the few moments that I would love to talk about today that for a woman must be kind of challenging, but also a bit serendipitous. I'm actually going to talk about something special that happened to me in 2014. And the reason why I'm going to talk about this, this is a bit of a exclusive Lori that I'm giving just for <laughs> your part. Today is 10 years that my mom passed away hmm. and she was a very special woman. She, she was daring a lot in her life. And at age 46, she got diagnosed with a pretty deadly cancer, which I know, sadly, I'm not alone in the universe that having that experience, a lot of people go through that from a family perspective. And so back then I was in my 30, I was just turned 30 and I was assisting her and she passed away eventually on August 3rd of 10 years ago. And a month after, my director, so as you said, I work for Google. I've been working at Google for 14 years now. And, and so 10 years ago, I was at Google in Milan in Italy. I'm Italian, as you can tell from my accent. And exactly a month after my mom passed away, my boss comes to me and says, I think you need a change. 
I think you need to move to Paris. Mm. And for those of you geographically wise, Paris is an hour flight from Milan. And in Paris, they speak French. My French was very rudimental back in the days. And there I was confronted with an opportunity that could have had potentially changed my life. And back then I was dating the man that eventually became my husband. And we were already on a long distance relationship since then for another five or six years because we were traveling. And he had moved to Milan for me because we wanted to get serious, let's say. And so in that moment, I was confronted with a kind of challenging reality that I'm sure a lot of women listening to this can resonate on. I lost my mom. I'm still grieving. I'm still sad because of the illness that I had to deal with for three years. My boyfriend, fiance, had just moved back to the city for me to be together. And I'm confronted with a career opportunity that it's so special because I had to take an original role, increase the scope, the drill. You've been in yeah. the proper environment as well. And so that was a bit of a tough moment. And I still remember I came back home and I spoke to my fiance, now my husband, and I said, well, well what do I do, right? This opportunity. Do I take it? Do I leave it? Do I go? Long story short, I'll spare the details, but I ended up going. I'm also a very spiritual person. And so I would assume that that was a sign of the universe. And that opportunity opened up so many other doors and opened mm. up so many other trajectory, including meeting the sponsor that eventually sponsored me to come to America. So to move to New York with my family three years ago. So I'm going to pause there, Lori, because I acknowledge I throw a lot of things in there, between <laughs> a lot of emotion, but that was indeed a moment that if I need to think about my life, I said, wow, I dared to leap right there. Yeah. I'm so curious, Nadia, you decided to make that move and take the opportunity for that position in Milan. What was it that was the last kind of thing that made you decide, you know what, I've got a lot going on, but I'm going to go for this? Because I think when we look back at opportunities, sometimes we notice I could have easily went the other way, but if it wasn't for that one intuition or that one thing about it, I, that, that was it. That's why I did it. Cause they're not easy decisions by any means. Yeah. This is such a good question. Thank you for asking it. I mean, look, when you lose a parent, especially the mom, I mean, I know also that of course is very important for me. My mom was my everything. And mm -hmm. in that moment, even being in Milan, in the city where she was and in the spaces where I was assisting her was emotionally very rough. And part of me, I mean, I knew back then that if I had to stay where I was, nothing in my life would have changed. I would have stayed in my job. I would have done what I needed to do. My routine would have stayed the same it was. 
And I've always been a very ambitious person. I grew up in an island. I left when I was 18 because I had bigger plans for myself. I had already lived abroad in Dublin a couple of years earlier to join Google. And all the time, whenever I was making this move, I was always leaving by myself. I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm ambitious. I want more. I want more. I'm going to go. And to your point of what made me take that decision, I knew that I wanted more for myself. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted something, more responsibility, more visibility, more money. Sometimes we are afraid of talking about the financial upside. And that opportunity for me had an incredible financial upside because of the expanded scope and the different market and everything. Of course, I've had a very long conversation with my then fiance, now husband. And every time I'm in coaching situation, my practice, a lot of women, sadly, are confronted with the situation that they don't take opportunities because of their significant others or because of mm-hmm. lack of support of their partners. And I've always been extremely privileged that my husband has always been an incredible partner. I mean, even now that we are in New York, he decided to say, I'm going to quit my job and we're all going to go. And so if Mm -hmm. I had to distill to three things that back then enabled me to do that decision, number one, I would say was a very big ambition. Like I Mm -hmm. wanted more for myself. I wanted to be, and I I was young, I was 30 years old and I was like, I cannot possibly stop now. Right. But even Mm -hmm. after, when I moved, I moved to New York that I was 38 and it was my ambition. I was like, I want more. And then number two, it was incredible sponsorship. I had built around me a network of support, a network of leaders that I knew they would have had my back and that I would have been safe with the move. And I mean, mm-hmm. look, number three, the fact that I knew that my fiance husband was okay with it and that it was encouraging me to go, encouraging me to be free and encouraging me to take in this leap was extremely helpful. And so I said, you know what? I gotta go. Like all, all the pros and cons when we do those lists, Everything was abroad. The only con was, I'm not going to have my friends. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to stay in contact on social media and I'm going to take a flight to see them every now and then. But I'm so grateful that I took that decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so from Milan, you said that opened up the opportunity for you to come to the U.S. a few years later. And that's very exciting. I... I want to move into this idea of being an executive, female executive in a big company like Google. And you have a fun, big personality. And I know listeners will hear it, but if they get to see it on camera. And one of the things I really admire about you in our previous conversations and what I've seen online is your ability to just bring your true self forward um, and all that you do, whether it's corporate, whether it's your own private practice or your own efforts on the Spark Your Zeal brand. And so I think 
coming out of corporate, one of the things that I noticed as a woman and seeing others is there's this feeling of being boxed in. Like there's this Mm. opportunity, but if I want to go for it, I sort of have to play by these predefined rules in order to get it. And a lot of the times it just doesn't feel right. Even if we do it and we get it, it's still not quite, we don't get to be who we are in that situation. Do you have some words of advice or how have you been able to to do this with your career? Yeah. Thank you for this question. It's, it's a very hot one. And mm-hmm. I mean, look, I work in advertising and the technology side of advertising. I still go to events where 80% of the attendees are white males in a blue or gray suit. I, I still am in meetings where I'm often the only woman. Mm-hmm. And I still am in some situation where I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing a sequin, a sequin jacket and I am the only one that is different. And I mean, here's the thing. I tried when I was younger to fit in and absorb the norm of how others expected me to be. I remember having a wardrobe that was all black, gray, and blue. And that the biggest experiment was wearing a red top under my jacket. And I remember being in meetings and being afraid of speaking up because I would have been the Italian with a quirky English accent and I would have said something that would have been different from normal. And it was really difficult and it was Mm -hmm. draining and it was exhausting because I would come back home tired of fitting in. How did I find the difference? I still remember one day I was in a performance review and one of my managers, an incredible man, cannot thank him enough. He says to me, Nadia, you are incredible. You're amazing. Everything. And it was like, I, I think you should invest in your self-confidence. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? I am a confident woman. Like until then, I never questioned my self-confidence. So I go home, I cry. I think I cried like an hour or two, probably was my premenstrual phase. I'm very Mm -hmm. hormonally sensitive. And he had recommended me to hire a coach. And I'm like, okay. I mean, until then, I never had a coaching session. So I hire a coach and I'm like, this, this, and this, 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 and this. And I was like, how dare him told me that I need to work on my confidence. I was taking it so personal. And I started unpacking and packing and packing. And fast forward years later, what came through was that I needed to bring my full self. That I, that for me, all that effort to fitting in a space that was not who I was, was actually diminishing all of my powers and all my potential. And that was mm-hmm. resulting me not having my full confidence in my leadership ability and all my executive skills. Now, Mm -hmm. mind you, I've always been a very, what can I say? My work is always associated with the word excellence, 
amazing work. Like I've always landed those results, right? From an hardcore mm -hmm. perspective. And so when I was unpacking my style and I eventually realized that I wanted to be the colorful woman in the room. I want, today I'm wearing a, a orange skirt and I wanted to be different and I wanted to be that energy. More and more people were following. More and more people were cheering me up on the way, both at my client, both at the company, everywhere. And so I guess that as soon as I started being myself fully, and as soon as I saw that people were going around that and they were finding a motivation, they were sending me emails. You can't imagine, Lori, how many people were sending me messages by saying, when I see you, you give me permission to be me. Yes. I was like, I didn't see that coming. And so that for me was the beginning of a journey that eventually brought me into launching Spark Your Zeal and launching a lot of other things. And mostly the beginning of the journey of being fully Nadia, that is this different, bubbly, energetic, imperfect woman with an Italian accent that owns it and brings it forward. Yes, yes, yes. And I want to talk about Spark Your Zeal, but before we do that, I think I just, th there's a couple points you made in there that I, I could feel them in my core, how important they are. One is when we try to fit in, we use up so much energy and lose so much of our power trying to fit in. And, and you're right, it is exhausting. And so it's almost like this triple whammy where you're, you're trying to sort of be in that mold. And so you get exhausted and it's frustrating and it's harder than it needs to be. And when you give yourself permission to be yourself and start to bring that through, not only does yourself get to come through and when you're yourself, it's easier because it's you. <laughs> you're like you the one person that can be easily you is you, right? So, and people notice and it's, your your power comes through, but I love this idea that you give others permission right. and they see. And so I, I think we forget how important modeling our behavior is for other people. And, and especially when you're in a leadership role. And what I found when I was in corporate, I felt like I just didn't have very good, and I don't want to say this in a bad way, female leaders that I saw as role models because they were good leaders in their own way, but I couldn't see myself in them and it, I didn't want to be them, if that makes sense. And so we get to this point of, as we get so far in our career, we can be the leaders and the role models that we wish we had when we were coming up, right? And it's so powerful, not only for yourself, but for others. So it's like this double whammy. Do it for yourself, but also do it for others. I'm so glad you brought that up and that you, 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 you unpacked it with the coach because good or bad or indifferent, it's usually we learn so much when we're in this place of, I don't want to say it's negative, but you got this feedback that you didn't receive at first very positively. And once you were able to unpack it, it made such a difference for you. 
in the I long mean, run. Look, yeah, it has been completely transformative. And I, I want to say, here's the thing. The women that came before our generation, I'm talking about women that are in their 50s now, in their 60s, that trailblazed in the corporate environment. There are so many of them. I was just reading the book from Ginny Rometty, the CEO of IBM. And, and there are many, actually, that climbed a lot of the ranks of mm -hmm. traditional corp. I mean, those women must have had a very tough life. Oh, sure. And I spoke to some of them in several settings, and many of them, sadly, had to fit in whatever box they've been provided because it was that way or the highway. Great. And I'm, I'm lucky and I'm privileged that at Google, I have an environment where diversity and inclusion and freedom is highly encouraged and everyone is, everyone's differences are celebrated. I don't know if I would have been in a different environment, like a traditional finance company or other traditional tech, if it would have been that way. And surely there would have been way more obstacles, right? And so the mm -hmm. reason why I eventually found the movement and I had to speak up and do more even outside of the Google walls is because one woman alone is powerful, but 10 women together, a thousand women together, 10,000 women together are stronger. And this doesn't stop only on the way I look, the way I dress, the things I say. This goes into conversations like, can I talk about my period in the office? Can I mm -hmm. talk about my desire of getting pregnant? Can I talk about my need of parenting my children alongside my partner and many others? There are so many subjects that we women have to hide because we have to fit in a traditionally male-dominated, patriarchal type of system. We still have so much to conquer and we still have so much to work on that only if the strong ones act as role model for others, we can pull people along. I now have a VP at Google, she's wonderful, that she speaks about love in meetings. Now, can you imagine, Lori, speak about love in meetings of a traditional corporation, like this woman manages a team of 500 people and she speaks about love. Now, of course, some people might have an eye. Oh my God, she speaks about love. But can you imagine the power like when I saw her, I saw me and I was like, okay, if she's making it, I can make it. So myself in my small environment, I can make a difference for all of the younger generation and all of the women out there in being united and saying it's possible. Yes, it is possible. And we don't need to go out and all of a sudden say, here I am. I mean. What's interesting about it is I found, at least with myself, is that I didn't really know who I was enough to bring myself forward in the work. So I think that's where it starts, right, is just taking the time to get your, to know yourself better. And, and I've seen that quite a bit because people really want to be seen. And 
if you could take the time to see yourself first, it's a huge step. It's a huge step. And then you can pick and choose what's safe for you to bring forward. It doesn't have to be all of it. You don't have to wear an evening gown to work or whatever it is just to make a point. And I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but it you can start to bring. I love it. Well, I heard the 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 sequins jacket, and I got excited. <laughs> and so there you are things, are, right? Yeah, you are bringing a very, 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 very important point. You cannot be what you don't take the time to explore that you are. I'm going to say it that way because we get conformed to so many norms since a very young age. The systems we're in, the schools, the parenting printing that we might have received. I grew up as a Jehovah Witness, for example. My mom was a very fond Jehovah Witness, and she educated me like that until I was 18. And then eventually I escaped. That's a whole other podcast, let's say. But I grew up in a very tight religious community. And so it took me, I mean, I don't want to say 15 years to understand who I truly was, but it's been only three years probably since I moved here to New York that being here free from any possible social, social tight or my, I'm, I'm here by myself. I don't have my traditional genetic, genetical family here. And so I can be who the heck I want, basically. And this freedom here allowed me to fully step into my powers and to say, whoa, who is this woman that has a voice, has an opinion, and is unafraid of speaking up and own it, the things that I stand for without any fear of judgment. Now, mind you, New York truly helps because it's such an inclusive city. Everyone can be whatever they want. But I had to sit in hours and hours of therapy and coaching with my coaches to understand who I was, who I wanted to be. So yes. you made such a great point. Thank you, Nadia. It, 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 it's so important. It's near and dear to my heart because when I realized I didn't want to be in corporate any longer, that I was wanted to use my time and energy towards something that I could really have an impact, feel passionate about, have more freedom, all the things. I didn't know what that was, what it was because I didn't know myself well enough to understand what I was passionate about. It took me a year and I I worked with a coach as well to really understand what, what, what would I do if I'm not doing this? If I really get to the core of it and what am I great at? What do I love? What, what sparks me, right? If we get back to the spark. And because I thought up until that point, I had been doing really well at Boeing and I had great performance reviews and all this kind of stuff. And I didn't feel like I was trying that hard. And it was this a powerful epiphany. What if I put all my time and energy into something I loved? wow, what could I accomplish then? And Mm. that was like, it was worth it to me to go figure that out for sure. But it, it it took a lot of work. I mean, look, you are touching on a very sensitive subject because especially in this current economy, 
I want to acknowledge even people maybe listening to this podcast that not always people can take the decision to leave their corporate jobs mm -hmm. and people might need the financial security. And there is a situation where there might be several entanglement and that source of cash is needed. There are so many, it's a very complex scenario. So I don't want to make it easy for people to stand up one day and decide that they want to change their lives and all that. What I do want to say, you definitely sparked your zeal because you took ownership of what you wanted to do and you took ownership of what made you happy and, and what you loved. What I believe is possible, even in the corporate environment, is finding that environment that cheers you up and celebrates you for who you are. And if the environment that you are right now doesn't do that and you don't have the space to go pursue that with a side hustle or a gig or whatever, and, and that engagement is making you sick and is impacting your mental health and your happiness, then it's the moment that you need to have a conversation with yourself, aided by a coach or aided by mental support. Because, I mean, look, not to go on the dark side, but as I remember my mom today with this anniversary, life is too damn short to yes. be unhappy. And I also believe in the universe that once you put your dreams out, as Pablo Coelho says, the universe will conspire to make your dreams happen. Go take a small step. I always encourage people, Rome wasn't built in a day. You don't have to do it all at once. But at least finding the one, two things that within your life you can have an impact on, you can safely change, and then start surrounding yourself with those people that I call the board of zeal so that you can move towards your larger life happiness because it's worth it. And then things will fall into the right way. Yes, it is so worth it. And I, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, I have actually this weird, and I don't know if it's weird, but hesitation to actually tell people, I don't want my message to be about leave your current job and do something else. Because for me, if two years, three years before I actually did it, I would have thought I was crazy. You're, you will know if you're ready to take that kind of a big leap. But there, to your point, is so much you can do to honor yourself and listen to yourself and what your heart is whispering to you. And do it without having to leave your current employment, unless to, if it's an extreme. And that's, I think, with support and everything that, that could be managed for sure. Yeah. And look, to build on that, too often, some of the corporations are perceived of not supporting. But I'm seeing people that don't even dare trying, either asking or doing the thing. Every major corporation today, Microsoft, IBM, Meta, Amazon, you name it, each and every of these corporations have work streams on things that are related to happiness or to uh, AI or to any possible subject that for people that want to have an impact even further 
in this universe and in life, there is a way to do it. And only if your manager at one point says, I'm sorry, you cannot do this while you do your job, then the moment you find a wall, that's the moment you say, okay, well, if this wall is not allowing my heart to shine through, if this wall, if this armor is an impediment for my own success and happiness, that is the moment then you're like, okay, I'm going to start questioning. And at least try. I see yes. too many people that they give up without even trying. Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes a lot, in my experience, it comes a lot around making assumptions that aren't quite true. Assuming that, that, that people are going to say no before you ask them. Assuming that there are no options before you explore it. And so I'd like to invite listeners to, when they feel stuck, to kind of open up to what are they assuming, what are their assumptions around it, and testing them out. Because we box ourselves in quite a bit. And, and maybe all those assumptions are true, and it's time to move on. But to your point, Nadia, there are a lot of, of good initiatives and things available to people where they're currently at, depending on what company they work for and everything like that. I'm going to start to wrap up our interview, Nadia. I mean, we've been talking so much and the time is just flying by. I feel like I could talk to you for ages. I'm going to give you the last closing thoughts if you have anything to bring forward to our audience before we close out today. Yeah, well, thank you. I've, I've been loving talking to you, Lori. So it's been such a pleasure. We are closing the day here in New York. So this was the perfect conversation to say goodbye to this Thursday. Listen, this podcast is called Dare to Leap. And again, I love the name, the word daring and, and leaping forward. And my parting message is life is one in this planet Earth, at least as we know it today, in the a body that is made of flesh and bones. This is what we know. We're going to have only one. And my mission with the Spark Your Zeal, which I hope it came across, is that whatever is the life stage that you're at, whatever is that is keeping you busy, always, always find that zeal, that enthusiasm, that energy, that fire that will propel you forward and that will generate that satisfaction and that happiness in your life. And if you are in a moment where you cannot see it, everything is dark, and you're like, I don't even know what where to begin with zeal, I always recommend people start with loving yourself. And I always say to people, sit down, light a candle, do whatever and write a love letter to yourself. Now, I know it's cheesy. Some people tell me, oh my God, you want me to write a love letter to myself? Really? Well, I assure you that once people do it, they typically send me a message or a text and they say, oh my God, Nadia, this was incredible. I wrote a love letter to myself and now I have all the energy to go forward. So, there's one takeaway from today's conversation is people go write a love letter to yourself. If you don't know how to do it, you can download it from my website, but make sure that you're loving yourself first because that energy is what is going to make you dare to leap and empowering you to get what you know for life. Thank you for that. That's so beautiful. Could you 
let us know where listeners can reach out to you, learn more about Spark Your Zeal and everything that you're up to. Oh, thank you. Look, I am all over, right? I even started an Instagram channel to have a more immediate conversation. So you can follow me on Instagram. I connect with everyone on LinkedIn. My name is Nadia Carta, C-A-R-T-A. And then you can join the Spark Your Zeal movement at nadiacarta.com dash slash list L-I-S-T. In, in exchange for that, there is the love letter template. It's completely free. And I'm, I'm moved by this idea that everyone one day will be doing just the things that they enjoy, that they make them happy. That's a beautiful, beautiful, just, I'm trying to envision it. And it, could you imagine if everybody was doing what they loved or at least what sparked them? So great. Well, thank you again, Nadia, and we will be talking soon. Appreciate it. Thank you, I loved being with you today. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, I would love for you to subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. Hope you all have an amazing week. Until next time. Bye. Bye.